Welcome back to Big Content, my personal Q&A each week. If you want to drop a question, you could do so by joining the Discord. Absolutely free to join. Big Content is all about content, creating content, becoming full-time content, the creator economy and everything in between. These Q&As will be going up every Wednesday, so drop the question in the Big Content Discord. Free to join down below. First question comes in from Dylan. Thank you for your question. Would love to know your advice for people creating content while also working a job 40 hours a week. I find myself always tweaking my recording schedule and once every two months being burnt out completely. Not sure if that is a me thing or just inevitable when putting in 40 hours at my job and then somewhere from 15 to 35 hours a week in content as well. Also, it is fine if the advice is just it's a grind. You got to suck it up and do it. But if there's some pointers, I'd love to hear them. Thanks. So my advice is uh, it's just it's a grind. You just got to suck it up. No, this is a really, really good question. Arguably the most relatable question in content. Most people are not full-time content creators. Most people that make content have full-time jobs outside of it. Some people don't even want to be full-time content creators. Some people literally just use it as an expression of themselves. When I started making content, I was working full-time. Not only that, but I was also in grad school at the time. So I have empathy for people like Dylan that grind while having all those other things going on in their life. I have zero empathy for people who make those excuses as to why they can't. The cliche stuff is very real. It was a lot of late nights. I remember living back in my house with my mom, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., eyes fucking bloodshot red, like really in my computer and really, really grinding. A lot of social plans sacrificed, but I wanna give you something that's actually helpful and valuable and I think can really, really change the way you look at your life holistically. I wanna plant this idea in your head where you're looking at your life as less structured the way that you said it, you know, 40 hours of work, 20 hours of content creation, burnout, repeat, rinse, repeat, drink, rinse, repeat. I want you to start looking at your life as more of a puzzle. If you really want content to be your thing, if you want content to be like the future of what your life is going to be, you have to start acting that way and you have to start looking at the other pieces of your life as just that. They are pieces in a puzzle that fit into your content plan. So you want to look at what you want to accomplish from content as like the overall goal and have the other surrounding pieces mix and match and morph into things that fit that plan. You're going to look to reverse engineer exactly what you want in life based around content. And I'll go into specifics of exactly what I mean. So just hang with me for a minute. So a few things you need to do is you need to figure out how much time weekly you need or want to be dedicating to content. And then you also need to figure out based on whatever your lifestyle is, how much income, how much money you need in order to allow that time to happen. And it's going to vary for a lot of people. The truth of the matter is that it's going to be a lot more difficult for some people than it is for other people. If you have a wife and kids and mortgage, it makes that equation much more difficult because you're going to need a lot more money to sustain your lifestyle. The time needed to make content might say the same, but the allotted time in which you have to make that content becomes a lot more minimal because you have these other people that you're responsible for. So not everyone's going to have the same plan. Not everyone's going to need the same amount of money. Not everyone's going to need the same amount of time. Not everyone's going to have the same amount of time. But the equation, the puzzle is the building block and the structure for everyone the same. So I'm going to give you a few different ways that you could look at this and I think are actionable for you. Let's say you put in, right, you said 15 to 35 hours a week. Let's say you put in 25 hours a week making content on YouTube. And let's say your YouTube channel grows by 100 subscribers a week. And if you're starting out, that's probably too high. Let's say like 30, 25, 20 subscribers per week. Now, let's say you take those 25 hours 
and you allocate, I would literally, I would say all of them to platforms, to making content on platforms that actually allow you to grow quickly at a much quicker rate, you know, TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels. I would allocate all of them. You know, if you're not comfortable doing that, maybe allocate 10 or 15 of those hours to doing content on those platforms because you could do it in a higher volume and you're going to grow at a higher volume. So now instead of growing at 30 subs per week, maybe you're growing at 100 followers per week, maybe 300 followers per week, maybe five. I, I don't know the exact number, but you're going to grow at a much, much quicker rate. Now, you know, I don't actually care specifically about you having a high follower account. I don't think that leads to most things as it pertains to running a business as a content creator. But the the way I think you should think about this in terms of how it fits your life is this will help you build a personal brand much more quickly. And what you could do with that personal brand, look to get hired at a media company. A very realistic path and option is to get hired as a personality, as a content creator at a sports media company. That might've been out of the range of questions five years ago to 10 years. Like the only way you're doing that is by becoming an ESPN sports center anchor. Like not the case anymore. There are tons of sports media companies out there now that will hire you if you're a really good content creator. Now what you've done use the same amount of time you're doing in content, build a larger audience more quickly because you're doing it in a smarter way and you flipped the full-time job of whatever it was. You didn't tell me what it was, so I'm just going to assume it's not in the sports media space. So you take this full-time job, something that was sucking time and energy out of you into a full-time job of something that directly aligns with the direction that you're already going. Maybe you have dreams to build out your own content business and this won't get you directly there, but it will help you along the way. You'll build relationships. You'll learn a lot working with other people who are also in content and learning the higher level thinking of you know personnel executives in those types of companies. That's one way I think more people should look at it. Like as we're learning a lot more, it's very, very difficult to uh, to sell direct to consumer on these platforms, right? Like if you're a business owner, it's not easy to sell products. And there are obviously people doing it well, but it's much more difficult than like long form content, YouTube and podcasts. So think of that final sale. Think of the sale conversion as less pitching to a customer or the audience in terms of hopefully making enough revenue off of that in order to supplement yourself full time as like you're pitching just your personal brand to possible people that could hire you. And getting a higher there, I promise you will be energy fulfilling. It'll give you more energy and it will help align the rest of your life. Again, puzzles. Think of your life as a puzzle in which you want all, you know, the work, the relationships to align with where you want content to take your life. And a more like basic way of, of kind of thinking about this too. Like another thing you could do, if you realize that you can get a part-time job instead of working 40 hours a week and work somewhere for 17 hours a week or 22 hours a week or 30 hours a week that allows you another 10, 15, 30 hours on the content, but also helps you hit the financial means that you need, you should definitely really consider that. I don't know your financial situation at all, but every one of us can cut back on our financial spending to supplement the lifestyle that we really want. Most people can't look at it this way because it's not the norm. And when you're doing something that's not the norm, people judge you. And most people won't do this because you're scared of the outside judgment. But if you're going to let the outside opinions of people dictate the way that you live your life, like you're not cut out for long-term content to begin with. So again, I go back to you. I go back to like, if you want content, content to be the thing for you, you have to start acting holistically as if it is your lifestyle already and all the other pieces supplement it. Time, money, how do I fit the equation that like you take content and you look at how much money and how much time do I need in order to like put my best self into this and then fit the other pieces around it. I know that's a giant lifestyle change, but I think most of them are probably doable if you take a long, hard look at your life and realize most of the reasons you're not doing them are because of outside validation. I hope that helps.
Question number two. Morrison asks, does a social media company operate under the standard business model of reinvesting 20% of profits to the business? Are there any unforeseen expenses? To be honest, I didn't even know that that was like a standard business model, which I think kind of goes back to the fact that like I learned building this through a completely non-standard business practice. And I think when you're building something that there hasn't really been a path for, you end up operating in ways in which they're not typical. This was never for me a typical business where I like made money, reinvested it, grew the business, made more money from that, reinvested it. It just kind of ebbed and flowed with my personal life, how I felt, what I wanted personally up until like more recently when we got the office space and hired people, which I'll get into both sides of that. But for instance, when I first first started making money as a full-time content creator, we didn't have all of this stuff. I didn't want all of this stuff at the time or I wasn't ready to like really dive into it. The profit margin on something like that when you're just a content creator basically filming shit selling just online digital products where you don't need overhead. And the only thing you're really investing into is a little bit into like equipment and software, but just your time, the profit margin is insane. It's like 90%, but that's because I was treating it as less of a business and just more of a way to supplement my individual life and what I wanted. I was legitimately making when I first, first started hitting as a content creator. And like, I first started making real money. I was making, you know, upwards of 250, $300,000 a year. And in terms of like business expenses, I was, I don't know, spending 25, 30, 40k a year some software some equipment there'd usually be like one person in my life at the time that would help me with editing stuff whether it was scott or tony or whoever so i was far less a social media company and more just like someone making content and making money from it this year my point of view changed and what i want to change and i wanted to try my hand at building something big now this previous year like 2022 we literally lost money or uh, broke even but that was by design not well designed obviously but the point was when you're making a lot of profit, you're obviously paying a lot of taxes. But the first year in the office, I, I knew our expenses would be extremely high. And I was very much okay with that. I made a lot of money prior to that. Again, making a ton of profit. I don't spend a lot of money personally. I don't travel a lot. I don't have a car. I live in the city. I, I don't care about like jewelry or anything that's like actually expensive. So I saved a lot of money and I was fine investing it back into the business. And I knew that we were going to get around break even because you have salaries, you have the office space, you're furnishing the office. Now, obviously that's not a good mind. If you have $0 cash coming into a venture, or if you have a small runway, you shouldn't operate this. But at this point in where I was in my life, I was fine overspending slash over investing for the future. So last year I paid myself $37,000. That is what you'll find on my tax return. I am personally at this point in my life looking to reinvest every dollar I can back into this. Like when you ask, you know, reinvest 20%, like where's the other 80% going? If I, as like the founder wanted to take a salary of $200,000 instead of $37,000, I could do that. At where I am in my life right now, I don't see a point to that at all. All I wanna do is pay myself enough money to be able to live where I want. The rest will go back into the business. Maybe in three years, I'll decide that like, I want to buy an apartment in New York City. In that case, I will need to take a bigger bigger salary for the next five years or something like that in order to put the down pay, whatever the case may be. It's more back to my personal life. But as the leader of someone who's like operating and figuring out the finances in here, you should take what you need. The more you invest back into the business, the bigger it's gonna grow, obviously. But at the end of the day, like the way I, the way I do business, the way I look at business, is just another form of expression for me. The way I run my business is a way I express myself and I need that, it's an outlet for me. So there, I, I don't know if there will ever be rhyme or reason or like strategy for, I mean, there's obviously strategy, but like real structure behind the way that we operate financially, other than look taking a hard look at like where we're at at that time, what we wanna do, what goals we wanna accomplish, how much will it take to do so, right? Money is just a tool, so figure out all the parts of your life, what it actually takes to accomplish or meet those those goals that you have, and then you can, but I would never like take a hard number and be like, this is what we're doing, et cetera. The second question, are there any unforeseen expenses? 
my God, there are literally only unforeseen expenses. Literally every time you do anything as a business, there are some unforeseen expenses. It's like the more you do, the more you accomplish, the more uh, whatever, the more you need. The more you need in order to keep doing and, and keep accomplishing and keep moving up. If that makes sense. I think one of the biggest ones is like software. That shit sneaks up on you very quickly. If you've never been on like the marketing side of things or business or ran your own business, whatever, there's software for fucking everything out there. And for good reason. There are a lot of pain points. For instance, like we use this one software called Timebolt, which literally you upload a video into Timebolt and then it just cuts out any dead space. And he pauses and it just saves the editors a lot of time. Running an online business, you start to run into like all these little niche things that you need help with. And there's been a software to plug most of these holes. Like for instance, I run our payroll through QuickBooks and that software monthly is like $215. So I have to pay $215 a month just to have the right to pay thousands of dollars in salary correctly. It's just shit like that over and over and over. The bigger the contracts you're dealing with, the more time it's going to take those lawyers that you never thought you were going to need to look it over, the more price per hour. It's all this stuff that you don't think about, but like the bigger you get, the more you do, the more time you spend on things, the more expensive it gets. Question number three, four, I guess from ESS. When did you notice the shift that you're following becoming more of a community? Did you do something to help create that or did it happen naturally? Uh, to be honest, I have no idea. There's not like a moment that stands out to me about anything, but I think I could probably answer the second part of that question more succinctly. And I think the first thing to do is ask, like, what what is a community? Now, if you search it on Google, this is what it'll tell you. A group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. And oftentimes you'll notice, like, the more niche these particular interests or goals or attitudes are, the more passionate people are about it, right? If you're wearing, like, a piece of clothing from an unknown whatever, a band, a company, and you pass someone in the street that has that, there's, like a much different reaction than passing someone who's wearing like a you know a really really fucking popular company's t-shirt or a band's company it's like there's so many people doing it that it's not that cool that you have an overlap there and this is going to sound cliche but there is nothing more unique than you as an individual everyone is so different the difference is most people are afraid of actually letting that different come out. If you look at most good content creators, if you look at most great content creators, the difference between them and the ones that don't succeed are typically that they let their different come out on camera. And it makes those weirdos out there in these little niches and communities feel less alone. And when you do that, you automatically start to create this community around it, around you, around these euphemisms, around things you say, around things you do, around the way you act. And if you're really being you, if you're being honest and transparent about who you are and the weird things about you, then it happens naturally. I spoke a little bit about this on last week's Q&A with Noah saying like, what the fuck is up at the beginning of all the videos. When you build a community, it's, it's just that. It's not for everyone. And there are a million communities out there and a million ways to build a community, but they all start with the person starting the community being their authentic self. They all stem from uniqueness and passion and some blend of that. I, I think like for me, for example, like in fantasy, probably younger and just like behaving the way I do and talking the way I do, I think resonates with the younger demographic as opposed to a lot of the people in the industry have a very similar build, frame, demographic, style of talking, professionalism, like all these types of things. And that automatically kind of builds a younger community around our brand and myself. Now, as a creator, like pieces of advice, like there are definitely ways to help you hone in and build a community with unique content, with unique personality, with unique really anything. I kind of think of content as like, as, as like there are two styles of content. Maybe there's more than this, but like 
top of the funnel content, which is basically audience building. Like, you know, it'll get a lot of views, you know, it'll get a lot of subscribers, you know, a lot of people will see it. And it's more like generic where a lot of people in the industry do it. And it's like a popular type of content within the industry. And then there's more of like the bottom of the funnel community building type of content. It's more specific. It's more niche. It's more of a community builder that, you know, won't necessarily like put up numbers or build you subscribers or followers, but it could be just as powerful, if not more powerful, to the long-term benefits of your brand and your community. Like, there are individual pieces of content that I will make that will get a shit ton of views, and it'll it'll drive our subscriber numbers up. Like, I've been doing the fantasy stuff for long enough that I know almost exactly what videos will hit, when we need to post them, what kind of views we're looking at, if the subscriber rate's going to go up by X, you know, whatever. But most of the time, that stuff is catering towards the masses. But then you can make a really specific type of video, a niche piece of content that very deeply helps small subset of that community. And while that piece of content won't necessarily drive as many subscribers or views, it will help build community loyalty and help increase your perceived expertise in that field. I feel like a good balance of that is is probably for every three top of the funnel pieces you make, make one community builder, community strengthener. And I would say at this point now, we probably do not as much, but maybe like a three to two ratio. So when I think of community building types of content, I think of live streams where I'm interacting with the audience, but I know that YouTube doesn't push live streams as much. We put out weekly vlogs every Sunday, capturing what's happening inside of our business, inside our office that I know one have nothing to do with fantasy football. So it's not pushed to our audience. Two, we'll never get us subscribers on our channel. Three actually helps us fucking loot. They loses us subscribers, which I'm completely fine with. And then, you know, live streams, vlogs, and then just super specific niche types of content. So that's kind of the way I think about community. Hopefully that was helpful. I'm gonna wrap it there because we're pretty deep into the video at this point. Um, I didn't realize how long we've been on the air for. So I had a few more questions I was going to answer. I'll just do them in next week's Q and A. Thank you all for the questions. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, join the discord. If you want to drop your questions or just talk like we're answering questions in there anyways, they don't necessarily need to be through the video, but if you're trying to make it in content creation, if you just have an interest or a passion in it, so do I, so do we join the discord and I'll see y'all next week.